Hello. Happy October and welcome to a new series where your beloved After Dark host, Olivia Broussard, and friend of the show, Kurt Franklin, dive deep into the dark world of video game creepypasta. What draws us to invent horror in the recreational realm of video games where we're meant to find joy? Are explorations of darkness a necessary component to thoughtful consideration of art? Who should you call when you find yourself in need of a cartridge exorcism? These topics and more, all to be explored this Halloween season on No Cartridge. Are you afraid of the after dark? Welcome back to another episode of Are You Afraid of the After Dark? <laughs> this is uh, your longtime After Dark host, short time Are You Afraid of the After Dark host, Olivia Broussard, and I'm joined once again by dear friend of the show, Kurt Franklin. Kurt, good yes. evening. Yes, good evening. It's me, your boy, Kurt Franklin. YouTube star, Vine star, TikTok star. Viner, TikToker, YouTuber, uh, all eBayer, eBayer, Etsyer, uh, Craigslister. A big time pinner on Pinterest. Uh, you know, I stay pinning that stuff. Kurt Franklin. That's right. So. Today, what have we got in the wild world of haunted video games today, Olivia? The wretched wild world of haunted video games. So we have ventured through time from Majora's Mask into the future of kind of the future, kind of the um, present of well, all times <laughs> happening at the same time. So it's <laughs> this is definitely a, a time is a flat disc kind of podcast. Um, we are talking about Pokemon today, Ooh. the the Pocket Monsters. You simply have got to catch them all. Yes. Um, but we are not just talking about one Pokemon creepypasta today. We are venturing through time. We're talking about two. We are looking at a little bit of three kind of um, oh, sure, three yeah. little things, three tales of Pokemon. Uh not nine tales of Pokemon. <laughs> That's a little Gen One joke for uh, for the audience if you're following along. Um, <laughs> but we will be talking about Pokemon Black. <laughs> oh yeah, Pokemon Black, which is a, a creepy pasta about Pokemon Red, uh, Red Blue, and Pokemon Lost Silver, which is of course a. Um, a creepypasta Pokemon Silver, and a little little something extra for you at the end. A little something extra for you to be thinking about the end. Um, but let's go ahead and 
Actually, Kurt, did you play the Pokemon games? I did. You know what? I remember when Pokemon Red and Blue were coming out. I think I was in high school. Can you hear me? Hello? Did I cut out for a second there? <laughs> I think it was uh, in your early 30s that the Pokemon Red games were coming out. You were no, collecting no. all the cards. <laughs> no, really. I think it was coming out when I was in high school. Uh, the first games were, which tells uh-huh. you how old I am. And I remember I bought uh, the collector's guide before the actual game came out. And I had the collector's guide, but I didn't even have the game because I thought it would be cool. And I never actually ended up getting the game. I think I bought Alundra instead. I don't know if any of you old heads remember Alundra. But uh, I picked that over Pokemon, and I, I regret it to this day. Because I could have so, had a full Pokedex, I think, <laughs> by this point. You were a collector, but not of the actual game. Just of the right collector's edition books. Exactly. Well, I think that's fair. I don't think that you necessarily have to play video games to be a gamer. I think gamer is in your heart video gamer is in your hands that is brilliant i've never thought about it like that that's a really good way of putting it yeah it's just something to think about thank you not saying it's for sure the truth but something to think about (laughs) it sounds good (laughs) i'm sold um yeah i don't understand how that happened i was a big time pokemon gamer uh from the very beginning so uh Pokemon Red and creepypastas about Pokemon Red are especially interesting to me. Uh, why don't you go ahead and take us away, Kurt? Introduce Pokemon Black to us. All right. Yeah, the first one we're talking about is Pokemon Black. So I'm just going to start reading from the uh, original post. Uh, do we have a name for the poster? No. Okay, Those? so for all of the posts today, we would love to supply more information um, as as possible. So if anyone has sources for any of these, we would love to add it in later. Um, but these are all coming from the Creepypasta wiki, which yes. does not have any source information on any of these. So all all credit to the original authors, and we are indebted to you. All right. All right. I'm what you would call a collector of bootleg Pokemon games. Pokemon Diamond and Jade. Chaos Black, etc. It's amazing the frequency with which you can find them at pawn shops, Goodwill, flea markets, and such. They're generally fun, even if they are unplayable, which they often are. The mistranslations and poor quality make them unintentionally humorous. I've been able to find most of the ones that I've played online, but there's one that I haven't seen any mention of. I bought it at a flea market about five years ago. My gosh, the I think we're learning something. Running up my spine. Yes, between <laughs> this and Ben drowned, are you ever gonna buy a video game at a flea market or a garage sale again? Well, I just think that I should at least be promised that it will be cursed, that it will be a rare, <laughs> a rare game if I buy it at a flea market. Can you guarantee that this copy of Quest sixty four is cursed? Oh my gosh. I don't know if you've really been to many flea markets, but I promise that everything in a flea market is cursed. People selling stuff at flea markets are pretty much cursed, I think. They're truly, I don't know, they're probably not like this everywhere, but the one that I would go to with my grandfather growing up um, is outside my hometown, is uh, in like 
west, northwest Louisiana. Um, and I recently visited it again with my brother, like, last year. And every single uh, little booth in the flea market had, like, a Confederate flag. All of mm-hmm. them smelled horrible. Oh, yeah. They were all very, very cursed. Um, I remember I was at a flea market in Tennessee, Memphis, Tennessee, in the uh, early mid-90s. And one of the guys was selling uh, these, like, glass-framed photos of album covers. And the one I wanted was the Nirvana with the little baby with the in the pool. Mm-hmm. And I begged my mom to get it for me, and she didn't know what it was. And she asked the guy, she was like, how much is it? And he was like, it's 20 bucks. Which at the time, I mean, even still, it's a lot of money. And I just said I really wanted it, and... Uh, the guy wouldn't cut my mom a deal, and the guy was definitely some kind of apparition, I think. Um, but I'm glad I didn't get it because it was probably a cursed Nirvana album cover. <laughs> Nirvana drowns. <laughs> yes, that's what happened to him. The baby is Ben. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, now that we've uh, made fun of the baby for drowning, I bet um, we could get the baby on here. Yeah. I think we could get the baby on here. I think like every 10 years he does like a interview with Nylon or uh, not Pitchfork. I don't think he would interview with Pitchfork. Maybe like Alternative Press or something like that. I think he does interviews like every 10 years. Him and the kid from like the um, every kid that's like on a on a cover the placebo album cover kid he definitely does like an interview every 10 years oh the little b girl in the uh what's going on video right the b girl there's a lot to unpack with what you just said i believe I, that you're thinking about the no rain i'm video thinking about the blind, blind melon. melon yeah oh, what did and i say song- what's going on yeah, yeah. Oh, and that song bad. is called "What's Up." <laughs> <laughs> but I did. I think I'm being haunted by some Pokemon right now. <laughs> Cut me some slack. Um. So yeah, Pokemon Black. We're yes. at. We're looking for these cursed cartridges everywhere, and they're obviously secondhand. Um, yeah. And this one's at a flea market, which right. I believe is even more believable than. Um, than like the old creepy man from Ben Drown, which yeah. is a great story. But I believe the flea market story is where all monkey's paw types of cursed objects come from. Mm-hmm. So he shares a picture of the cartridge with us, which is very helpful. Um, it's uh, just a, a photo of the red cartridge that has been edited <laughs> to be black instead. But it's um, edited pretty well. It looks good. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Um, I don't know when this was released, um, this this creepypasta, but there's a history of bootleg Pokemon games by this point, so it's not like fresh off of the red or anything like that. Right. Um, and so the story of this game is like he he loads in the cartridge and it looks like Pokemon Red from the beginning, um, but instead of showing you the 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 starters, the start, yeah, the start menu, um, it just says black version under the Pokemon logo. Um, he tries to load into the game, um, 
and it looks like Pokemon Red. But whenever you are trying to look into your starters, it has either Bulbasaur, Charmander, or Squirtle. But then it has an additional Pokemon, Ghost. All caps. All, all caps ghost. That is a thing. That was a thing with Ben too. Yeah, that Ben Ben's typed in all, all caps. Yeah. All caps, and I guess that is the default in the naming systems of a lot of early games. You would just yeah. type in all caps. If you're and a then, ghost, you can't get to that <laughs> extra option menu. I think to like. No, definitely not. You just like hit the caps lock and and you're like fuck. <laughs> couldn't figure it out. It's like I'll just roll with this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess it's a nice touch. I guess it's a nice touch that uh, supernatural beings don't really care about orthography and um, their hauntings of games, which I think is, I think that's fair. Yeah, I mean they've got other stuff on their mind, like cursing video games. Yeah, I think it probably takes your full energy to haunt something. Oh yeah, I don't think you have side gigs. I don't think you're part of um, the gig economy if you uh, yeah, if you're go- <laughs> if you're also haunting something. Ghosts are driving Ubers around. Yeah, that would that's the kind of horror story we would get in a hundred years if the world was still going to be around in a hundred years. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, this is this is uh this, this is, is what this- we got. Yeah, this is the final state of horror because the world is ending soon. So let's uh, let's talk about Pokemon. Let's do it. <laughs> um, so the the Pokemon Ghost is level one, and it has the sprite of the ghost that you see in Lavender Tower in Lavender Town, which I I hope that people understand. Um, so th- like, whenever you go into Lavender Tower in the Pokemon games, you get this. Uh, generic ghost sprite that you're you're fighting before you get something called the self scope later in the game that lets you see like what Pokemon you're attacking. Um, so it's saying that this ghost is unidentifiable. You are seeing the generic ghost sprite that's in your in your party, which is not possible in the game. Um, and his only attack is curse, uh, which he says is a real move in Pokemon, but not in this generation. So he's already calling hacks. He is saying this is a hacked game. Yeah. Are you even familiar with like the generations <laughs> Pokemon Kurt? I am. Um sort of. I, I think I know more about this generation just from talking about like these kinds of things than actually playing it. Uh I know a lot about Gen 1. This is th- which is this is Mm-hmm. But it's more about I know the actual Pokemon, not so much all the specifics about the self scope, scope and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think that it's lucky that a person who is well versed in Pokemon got this copy of the game so that he could provide commentary like this. Right, and that- if they're using a move from later games that's not <laughs> in the original games, it's it means something more to people who are more, you know, real heads. Yeah, imagine like you're getting this game for the first time. You got this game for your kid for Christmas. You thought you were getting the right thing, and like the only yeah. thing you can do is curse everything. And I I like, usually buy stuff for my kids okay. at flea markets for Christmas. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is fine. I can get this for like one tenth of the price. Is it haunted? Maybe, uh, but it'll give them a good story. That's how I think about it. <laughs> I think that is like a grandparent thing to do. My grandfather <laughs> used to go to all the the flea markets. He definitely would have gotten us Pokemon Black. <laughs> oh yeah. 
It'll give uh, you some character, right there. <laughs> so the only Pokemon um, move that your ghost has is Curse. Right. Um, and whenever you would go to like enter a battle with anyone, the other Pokemon weren't even able to attack your Pokemon ghost. It would say that they were too scared to move, and you would curse it, and then the screen would cut to black, and the defending Pokemon would be heard but it was distorted and playing at a much lower pitch than normal. Which, I don't know if you're familiar with the Pokemon cries from Gen 1, but they're already, like, kind of creepy. I don't right. think that I even want to hear these um, if I'm already on edge, much less uh, distorted after cursing it. Yeah, I mean, they were all designed to be played out of, like, essentially a battery, so they sound weird. Mm -hmm. And so if you make it much lower pitch, it's like, uh, it's much creepier. I'm trying to think if I can do an impression of one. I would love to hear it. What'd you think? Was that all right? I can't believe we just invented Pokemon on this podcast. I just did it, really. I mean, you can use that, too. Hack that into a ROM. <laughs> I think that's a new uh, regional variant of... I don't know, Kangaskhan. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep them rolling, Kurt. Oh, yeah, here we go. I'm going to do a cameo, but for for Pokemon sounds. <laughs> I think you've been practicing your Wookiee voice, and this is what we've come up with. This is like when somebody tried to pay me money to do the Transformers transforming noise, and it just, I can't do it, you know? I don't know. You know, you know what I'm talking about when a Transformer transforms? Um, I. It's hard. I, that's it's really you do it. That's what I'm saying. Oh, Transformers. <laughs> right. Yes, I was born in the '90s. All right. Okay. Um. So. <laughs> so anyway, they kill the Pokemon. Is what's happening. You're cursing all these Pokemon, and uh, they're dead forever. And then, like, if you. If you're in a battle with a trainer, then you could curse all their Pokemon. And whenever it would say, like, you receive money for winning, um, the battle commands would appear again. And you could curse the trainer. And then the trainer's sprite would be gone from the, the overworld. Forever. You can, forever. You can, um, you can kill all their Pokemon. Like, for real, kill all their Pokemon. Yeah, for real, They're not for fainting. Real. They're not blacking out. They're not whiting no, out. You They're can't gone. bring them back. Yeah. No. And then if you re-enter the area, there's a tombstone where the trainer was. This is a good story. I love this. I, I love think that too. this is a, this is a top Pokemon uh, story. So you can't use curse against other ghost Pokemon, and you can't use it if you have to like face another trainer again. But otherwise, you can just kill everyone in the game, and you can use it in um, the final battle against your rival, Gary or Giovanni. It was only not usable against like actual ghost Pokemon, like to keep the theming alive. You couldn't kill mm -hmm. the ghosts, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, you can't kill other ghosts. But whenever you defeat the Elite Four, which is obviously the end of, of Red and Blue, then it cuts to black and then it says, many years later. Oh my you God. Go to Lavender Tower. Can you imagine you're playing this Pokemon game and there was a thing that said many years later? I would freak out. Like, 
I think I would just turn it off. I don't know how this kid kept playing. And it's like many years later can mean so many things when you're playing Pokemon because your character is like 12 years old. Right. So many years later could mean like entering high school and you oh find out about like getting married, MySpace. Yeah. Joining the army, whatever. Yeah. You can find out about like your you get into someone who's in a ska band. Like these are, yes. there's many horrors that you can find out wow. in high school. Um, but this many years later, you're an old man. So you've gone from 12 to an old man and you're looking at tombstones and you realize the man's your character. I like how it doesn't, it doesn't give you any information. You just realize that the man's your character. Right. It's just the logical intuition. If you're controlling him, <laughs> it's like your guy's the character. And he's uh, moving at half of the normal walking speed. Because he's old. Because he's, he's old. got like a cane. <laughs> it's like whenever you are playing WoW and you accidentally hit period or whatever and you start oh. RP walking everywhere. Oh, this yes. Is, this is what you're doing. You're just RP walking around Lavender Tower. You're just strutting around these tombstones. <laughs> uh, so you no longer have Pokemon. It's just you, the old man. Of course. Um, Not even ghosts. No, there's no ghost, um, and the overworld is completely empty because you killed them all. You, you killed them all, and the tombstones in Lavender Tower of all the trainers that you killed. Unbelievable. Um, so then you get to go through everywhere in the overworld, and you realize um, there's nothing to see because you cursed everyone and you cursed all the Pokemon. And so whenever you get back to your house in Pallet Town, the screen cuts to black. A sprite of a Caterpie appears, then replaced by a Weedle, and then a Pidgey, and then Ra- Ratata. I've never even known how to how to say that for sure. To Blastoise. <laughs> I just say it. Either. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you're supposed to say it with like the uh, an Italian accent or not. Oh yeah, I don't want to do that. No, it's not that kind of podcast. <laughs> um, and you realize like you've. These are all the Pokemon you cursed, and it shows you every single thing you killed. Um, and then it shows you people all and the, all the oh my God. yeah, all the people that you've killed. It's and like Metal Lavender. Gear Three, like uh, when you fight the oh man, remember the boss where you fight and you fight everybody that you killed already? Mm, oh man, you didn't play no. Metal Gear Three. Okay, this is exactly what it is. It's creepy. And it shows your bloodlust as a Pokemon trainer. I think so, but it's like he did he even have an option? Is this about the I guess you could have turned it off though, right? Like the only way to not kill somebody is to just quit, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I think yeah, I think this is like some of what makes this story and the next story different is that you are really just like and we can talk about this after the next story more, but like you're just like kind of traveling through the store without much like um, thought about the player in yeah. all of this. You're just kind of like hearing how the game works, this cursed game. Um, there's not really like a um, out of the game story going on in the meantime. Yeah. So uh, throughout the sequence of like seeing all these people you curse, the Lavender Town music is playing. Which is absolutely, absolutely haunting, absolutely creepy, is slowly decreasing in pitch by the time your rival appears on screen. Little more than a demonic rumble. 
Then it cuts to black again. And your trainer sprites, an old man, um, and you you see a, a ghost on another, on the side of a battle screen. So you cut to black and then you're on a battle screen. And you're the old man. And there's a ghost. And it says, ghost wants to fight. And you can't escape. And you have no Pokemon because all the Pokemon are gone. So all you can do is fight. And the only thing that you can do is struggle. Which just... Um, chips away at your own health right. and whenever the, the ghost attacks it just says dot 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 so all you can do is struggle until you're like in the red zone of your health oh and then God. ghost uses curse this and is relatable cuts to black a final time and then you can repeat this you like the game um the author of this is saying yeah this is this is just how the game works. This isn't like a, a metaphor for something in the real world. You can just start a new game and this is just Do how the game friggin'. works. Yeah. It says, I played through this hacked game many, many times. And every time the game ended with this sequence, several times I didn't use Ghost at all, though he is impossible to remove from the party. In this case, I didn't, it didn't show any Pokemon or trainers and simply cut to the climactic battle with the Ghost. So like... I like that this author has presented this story about like this creepy game and isn't really um, saying self-reflective. Like, well, yeah, maybe not. He is reflective. Like, go ahead and and take us out of this story, and we can talk about it. Oh, just in terms of like, uh, oh, yeah, like how it ends. Yeah. So his final words. Um, it seems that he was trying to convey a message. Though it seems I am the sole receiver of this message. I'm not entirely sure what it was. The inevitability of death? The pointlessness of it? Perhaps he was simply trying to morbidly inject death and darkness into a children's game. Regardless, this children's game has made me think. And it has made me cry. Which part made him cry, I wonder? Was it, like, the first time he killed everybody? <laughs> like, I don't know. I like how it's not like, I, I tried this game again, and it worked the same way. I played through this hacked game many, oh, many times. Oh, I played times. the hell out of this game. I <laughs> this killed game all these dudes. ruled. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all right, and, you know, speaking of games that kick ass, uh, we got the next one, Pokemon Lost Silver. Did you? So did you read this one when it came out, Liv? I did not read either of these when it came, when they came out. I um, I don't know. I didn't follow creepypasta uh, in games or like at all. Yeah. Um. So I definitely wasn't reading most things as they were coming out. It was kind of a fluke that I read the Majora's Mask one as it was coming out. All right. Well, uh, it's a uh, it's about another haunted cartridge, and uh, I'll just start off. I'll read the opening paragraph that led everything into. The nightmares to follow. All right. <laughs> you see, I'm a simple college student living alone in an apartment. I was very enthusiastic about the release of Pokemon Heart Gold slash Soul Silver here in the States. I've purposefully locked myself out of all media and the internet aside for school purposes. <laughs> that means no 4chan, no V, oh boy, no slash V. Do you say it's slash V or is it just V? I don't know. Just V. Just V. <laughs> <laughs> the worst of all, no Bulbapedia, etc. Yeah. So this guy was so hyped about 
Heart Gold Soul Silver coming out, he went into media lockdown. Lockdown. No, he was he was already in lockdown because of school. Oh, I thought it was like he just didn't want spoilers for the game. I it's unclear. Okay. It's unclear if this guy's a major nerd because of school or major nerd because of Pokemon. They're all kind of related, I guess. Yeah. Pokemon um, is a very like I mean you're there's numbers, there's collections. It's a very academic nerdy type, you know what I mean? Mhm. So anyway, this guy locked himself out of uh all media and the internet aside for school purposes. Uh, you know, whether that's just because he's a huge nerd or because he didn't want Pokemon spoiled for him. He wasn't able to buy Soul Silver when it came out. And then he waited a long time. And then finally, after the school year ended, he ordered it on Amazon. However, it was going to take a week to arrive. So <laughs> during that time, he decided to replay his Crystal version on his Game Boy Color. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, okay. So he wants to buy this game. Then he, so he orders it on Amazon. It's only going to take a week for it to arrive. And right. so he's like, well, I'll replay Crystal that I have at home. But then he goes home and his mom has thrown away his copy of Crystal because she assumed it was, uh, like, garbage. broken or something. Yeah, oh, what garbage. if that one was haunted too? Like, and she sold it at a garage sale. <laughs> she sold it at a flea market. Yeah, and it was, it's like Ben Drowned, except it's like, uh, my son's been at college, and now he's t dead. I don't know. <laughs> Pokemon Dark Crystal. Oh, yes. <laughs> so he wants to play Crystal. Well, he wants to play Soul Silver, but that's going to take a week to arrive. Right. Um. So then he wants to play Crystal, and his mom's thrown that away. So then he goes to GameStop and buys a used copy of Silver. Right. So this is like his third choice game. He's not happy about this. He's just got to play something. I, I, and he's he could just wait a week. He's already waited months. And now he's like, I think he has what's coming to him, if you ask me. Mm. So he gets this copy. It's got a maxed out save on it. Uh, there's a, And you're going to have to help me with some of these Pokemon names. Because I'm not the biggest Pokemon head, as we have established. Uh, <laughs> there's a, is it Celebi? I believe, uh, yes, I believe it's like Celebi. All right, all right. It's like Celebi. I believe Celibate. this is the mythical fossil Pokemon. So how did, <laughs> how did adults not play this and <laughs> immediately think that? There's a, so his party is in the save game. There's a Celebi, which is the legendary Pokemon, but its name is Hurry. And then there's a variety of the unknown that spell out leave. L-E-A-V-E. Not live. Leave. Yeah, um, not live. And... For those listening along at home that, or wherever you may be listening, I'm not going to say that you only listen to podcasts at home. Um, let's let's tell the audience what the unknown are if they do not know. And this is something I had to look up, as <laughs> Liv can attest. I so had, maybe I should <laughs> explain it. It took like maybe 10 minutes. There, and This is the best way I could think to explain it to somebody. They're a bunch of whack-ass letter Pokemon, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like one Pokemon ID. So it's like one Pokemon in your Pokedex, but it has variants which resemble each of uh, each letter in the English alphabet. Yes, it's kind of like if you just called a human a human, but every human was shaped like a different letter of the alphabet. <laughs> right? It's almost exactly like that. It's exactly actually. like that. You know it is. I'm curious at that. <laughs> Um, like this is a Japanese game, and that they chose English letters. I wonder uh, if there are 
why why that is. I bet it's because like people in other countries are <laughs> so much smarter than us, and they pretty much know English, but we are stupid and don't know any other language. So they were like, "Look, we'll know. Everybody's wow. going to know what these letters mean, but we can't make them kanji or something, or else all these American dumbasses will won't know what's going on." Even though I tried to teach myself Japanese when Final Fantasy VII came out, but it wasn't working. That. Truly surprised no one listening. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this guy's got this game. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> the most eerie thing, apparently, about this game so far, after he's got all these weirdo unknowns that spell stuff, which is already kind of creepy, uh, there's no there's no songs, no, uh, no sound effects. Even though the volume's at max level, he can't hear anything. Just pure silence. Uh, so he checked the team out. There were no Pokemon cries like I did earlier, <laughs> which probably would have been creepier if you think about it, I think. If it was just your voice in the game, right. yeah. you were in Lost Silver. Exactly. So this guy looks around and he's uh, at what appears to be a room inside Bellsprout Tower, which uh, that's that doesn't mean anything to me because I never played this game. Did, did you play this one, Liv? Uh, no, I didn't. I think I played a um, hacked ROM of this that was creepy in its own way because I would be playing it and then all of a sudden, like, the person you would be talking to cursed. And oh, that, yeah. ups- <laughs> that upset me as a child, too. <laughs> they, it was like, like the Weird Al songs, as before mentioned. <laughs> like, what would they say? Like, you want to buy this fucking Pokeball? <laughs> yeah, it was like, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I was I was a good good southern girl little christian girl um so any curse word it could have been like darn and i would have just started like blushing and crying I can so imagine you who gasping. knows what it was <laughs> did it just say that so apparently like in this uh in this edition of the game you have a radio and it's like stuck on a creepy station and you can't change it off of the creepy station which i feel like is a a horror trope like the song that's stuck on um, or like whenever it's in, in a horror movie and the song on the radio has to do with like what's going on like oh, yeah. in Final Destination 3 when it's like there's someone walking behind you um, that's the kind of like mood I get from this story Oh, and it's probably like you know one of those like 60s creepy songs well not creepy at the time but like if you hear it in a horror context it becomes creepy Right, like the that one in Insidious at the end, like the tiptoe yeah. through the tulip song. That one's right. creepy. Oh man, and what was the one with the? Oh, this is pointless because I can't remember it. Uh, but anyway, you know what I mean. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, so anyway, this guy. There's no NPCs in this game. It's a completely empty world. Uh, the radio station is stuck on this creepy, creepy music. He's in a. He figures out he's in this dark room. Like, it's not like the game is turned off. It's just that the room itself is black. And he decides to use one of the abilities of one of the Pokemon to light up the room, you know? Kind of like you do in these games. Uh, And of course, as soon as he does it, the room was a chilling blood red with a linear gray path heading south. And there's supposed to be a ladder there, but uh, that's the ladder he came down in, but it wasn't there anymore. So he's kind of left in this creepy area with just one direction to go. 
an early reference to One Direction in video games. <laughs> yes. Before they even knew. They were playing this and they got the idea from this, I think. <laughs> from this very creepy pasta. Exactly. Harry Styles is sitting there like, oh, oh mate, this is crazy. Uh-huh. What else did he say? Did you see what these bloody unknowns spelled? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so he's only has one direction that he can go in. Hashtag one direction. Hashtag little directioners. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no choice but to head south. The screen got darker every 20 steps I made until I finally made it to the end, which appears to be a sign. I read the sign, which said, Turn, Turn back, back now. Oh, man. <laughs> Creepy. Do you, do you think he did that, though? Uh, well, I mean, what's he going to do? There's there's nowhere to go. Yeah, you got to Really, the signs should say, turn off the game. Just <laughs> right. <laughs> Just go home. Turn off the game. Do your homework. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait a week for Amazon. <laughs> And then, um, it, like, a new uh, text box pops up, uh, which gives him a yes or no option. With no question, with, though. But there's no question. Yeah. <laughs> and so he just choose, chooses yes, because right. what are you guys saying? Drake, uh, tweet, what am I going to do? Say no? Um, and the yeah, screen was went black again. the same thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the screen faded away, and there was a ladder climbing sound. The radio music stopped. And in a few seconds, it was replaced with the not-as-creepy Poke Flute radio music, which to me still sounds creepy. Yeah, that sounds pretty bad, too. Yeah, any kind of fucking flute. And if I heard a flute on the street, I would start running, I think. Like, I'm not trying to hear a flute unless I'm going somewhere to hear a flute. Mm-hmm. Where do right? you like to hear flutes? Oh, you know, the, the amphitheater. Um, the classic place to hear a flute. Um, the opera. Right. Classic flute. <laughs> area as we all know uh the met the i'm living new york you know born and bred died hard new yorker <laughs> just go to the met to hear some brooklyn elite kurt franklin <laughs> some delicious flute music so so yeah so the flute's playing now the polka flute which i don't know if that means it's a pokemon playing the flute or if there's so, anyway no come on the, the polka flute's like what wakes up snorlax it's like a classic pokemon item i don't know everything but i mean that makes sense now that you say that yeah was it in the movie i saw the movie detective pikachu i don't believe it was in detective pikachu but i could be wrong all right so he finds himself in another dark room uh and he holds his breath and he uses flash again uh and this time it said that hurry the name of his celebi right hurry has fainted which is weird because there were no, like, poison or anything on it. There was no reason for it to die other than, uh, well, as we will find out, <laughs> other pure than a mortality. Grave haunting. <laughs> yes. uh, so he checked his Pokemon, and, and Hurry is no longer in the party. And after a bit of investigating, none of the Pokemon are there at all. But they're all replaced with level 10 unknown. And this is something this guy does in this story that. I don't quite understand. He always specifies like the level and the numbers, and you think that they're all important, but I it never quite made sense to me. To be determined. To be to determined. Be determined. Important. So he did the same thing as before, and he spelled out the unknown. But this time they spelled out He died. 
really good. I love. <laughs> it's very good. I love the limitations he's given himself for like how to tell a creepy story, and it's truly. He has five letters to work with, and then he has six letters to work with, and that's mm-hmm. where most of the storytelling is done, and is like what the unknown are spelling out. Yeah, he's really limiting himself in this drama, you know, but he's making it work. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, he thinks that this is like a hacked game, uh, which, I mean, I would probably think it was too. And the way he says it, some sadistic fuck sold this to GameStop, which would be kind of a funny thing to do to like hack a game and sell to GameStop so some kid will get freaked out. Uh, but his curiosity keeps him going, and he decides to keep on playing. He, he powers through. He checks so, his... Tr- oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, there's a lot of... Uh, back and forth on this where it's like um, now he's checking his Pokemon again and there's five unknowns and a level 100 Celebi without a nickname but now the unknowns spell out dying and then the Celebi is like missing part of the sprite like it's missing some body parts it only has one leg one arm and one eye Um, and he talks about the badges a lot too like oh now I've got eight badges now I've got 16 yeah and I don't know if this is supposed to suggest um throughout the story that this is like a story about aging i don't know if like that's what the suggestion is because he starts maxed out so he starts with like the every badge from a gym achieved and then like he has 24 and he's like okay well that's impossible and now he has 32 um and so yeah there's a big focus on numbers in the story and the only thing i can really think of is that it's supposed to represent aging but there's not like a a real correspondent to like aging it's just like things start missing body parts right like if if the part where he has 32 badges he says something like oh i looked at my sprite and suddenly i was just a head with no eyeballs and it's like i don't know i mean you know i'm old but it doesn't quite feel like that (laughs) close close very close (laughs) and i don't think that like at 24 you're just like Oh, I really feel he died today. (laughs) (laughs) So he looks at his Celebi and it only has one attack, Parish Song. And this this creepypasta assumes that you know what Parish Song does. To, To me and Kurt, we both believed that this was made up for the story i don't think it is (laughs) so he he gets into a fight with um red with red yes Um, who was the star of the first game mm -hmm. Um, so yeah he says he goes up to red and he finds him in the overworld eventually he finds somebody and he goes up to red and without even pushing a button he gets into a battle which up to this point there's been no battling right um, and red is transparent and gold. He can see like his back sprite. Cause that's who he's playing as his gold. Um, it has, it says it matches his front one. His back sprite does to have bloody eyes, um, white <laughs> skin and a lack of arms. Cause it's kind of like a three quarters <laughs> view. Your back sprite as a that's true, trainer. That's true. Um, and then red is transparent. So they both only have one Pokemon which is weird as I swore I had six with the unknown. So like the unknowns are coming and going. They yeah. don't have like a definite message to tell you. <laughs> he was counting on those. He died unknown. To do some <laughs> fighting, I think 
I don't know what attacks that they came with, but I think they would have been pretty good. They would have been great. So he sends out his shiny Celebi, which it's a shiny, so that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and conveniently with half a sprite for the back sprite also, because it's all super jacked up at this point as well. The shiny noise and animation was different, and the sound it makes, it's like multiple screech attacks used consecutively. And I do know the screech attack sound, because that's just the one that uh, uh, Pidgey uses, right? That sounds right. I um, think so. It sounds alarming. Multiple screech attacks used consecutively does sound pretty bad. That sounds terrifying, yeah. <laughs> and the whole time, is the flute still playing? I have no idea. Or maybe it's the creepy unknown music again. Who knows? Mm. But then, so, his opponent, Red, sends out a seemingly normal male Pikachu, except he's level 255, and his sprite seems sad and has tears in his eyes. It's, uh, not not too far from people how people describe you. <laughs> describe me? <laughs> Just a normal male oh, Kurt. <laughs> except he's level 255. <laughs> the um, highest number value available. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so he only has one Pokemon, and his Pokemon only has one move. It can only use Parish Song, which they he, he does describe to us, thankfully. So in three turns, both Pokemon get KO'd. Right, um, it's like you're killing them, but you're also killing yourself. Yes, so this fight goes back and forth, and then... Um, Pikachu does some stuff, and he's not as powerful as he seems, but he is also that powerful. But eventually, uh, Pikachu uses up all his moves, uses Mean Look, uses all these crazy things. Uh, and as expected, though, eventually, because of Paris song, the Celebi faints. Except in the text, it says, Celebi has died. And instead of the ordinary animation, the Celebi backsprite just kind of vanishes. It just disappears. But the Pikachu is still there, even with Parish song. Uh, and it didn't count as a loss for him. And then Pikachu uses another move. Like, so we've already seen uh, all Four the, attacks. Yeah, we've already seen... We've seen uh, Curse, Flail, Frustration, and Mean Look. Mm-hmm. And, like, Pokemon are only supposed to have uh, four moves that they can use. And we've already seen all of them. But then he uses a fifth move. It's kind of like a like a Dragon Ball kind of yes. uh, moment where Pikachu then uses Destiny Bond. We did not see it coming. He's been powering this up the whole time. We didn't know. It's his trap card. <laughs> um, so Pikachu uses Destiny Bond, but then he dies. Um, <laughs> right. Which is like, okay, great. Thanks. And then Red just shows back up like how stuff happens at the end of the fight. It's like you see the, the opposing trainer again, and he just says like dot, dot, dot. But then the Red Sprite's suddenly beheaded. There's nothing but this transparent body left. <laughs> I didn't know the Game Boy had this kind of like level of fidelity where you could tell that somebody's beheaded. I would just be like, oh, where does Sprite go? I don't know. <laughs> well, this is still in the the fight. Oh, this is, this is so it's a little more. World. OK, it's a little, a little more detailed. detailed. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. And, and so, yeah, I'm assuming that there's some like blood, too, because they've already been mentioning blood so yeah like little dots of blood flying up everywhere so then once he's back in the overworld the gold sprite's transparent too and then whenever he looks at his profile the head was zoomed in 
and it shows a black void in his eyes. Oh my god. I think this is the classic creepypasta image is like anything with like just like black eyes, bleeding eyes, like this guy gets all of them in. Mhm. He's fitting them all into one story. Cuz that was uh, that was the statue in uh, Bend Around too, right? It's like the black eyes, you couldn't see anything. It's yeah. a creepy look. Absolutely. And it's like the the Squidward creepypasta about like the lost episode of Spongebob where Squidward committed suicide or whatever. What? There's Spongebob creepypasta? Absolutely. That show has been on since oh I was like God. nine years old. That's, it's like been on the air for like 20 years. I had no idea. I got to read this. There's plenty of, of Spongebob <laughs> lore, deep so wait, lore. Is there like Powerpuff Girls like creepypasta? I promise there is. Oh, man. All right. Okay. I know what I'm doing later. All right. <laughs> so now he has 40 badges. This is what being 40 feels like. It's This is what being 40 feels like. And he Just checked all his Pokemon. Yeah. After he's got the Black Void, after his only friend has been beheaded, uh, everybody, all his friends are dead. He checks his Pokemon, and they're all level 20 shiny unknowns, which spelled out, no more. To me, not as dramatic as he died, but <laughs> I do kind of like it. Maybe it's Italian. Maybe it's Namore. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, at this point, the guy's close to what he knows is next to the end of the regular game. Uh, but there's no music playing. And for some reason, he still feels like he could hear something, though. So he's not quite sure what's going on. Uh, but then the lights come up and he's back in his room in New Bark Town, which I'm assuming is the starting town. That sounds right, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, all right, finally, maybe finally I get to play this game properly. But who am I kidding? I mean, at this point, man, if you think that it's just going to go on to be the regular game, I feel like you've got some problems. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, that was probably just a little bug. Let's just keep going. (laughs) That was a weird intro, and then just, like, the title screen comes up. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, according to him, he says... I knew that sadistic fuck must have done something. Sorry for cursing. I walked around my room to interact with things, as I'm a bit afraid to go down the stairs to see what was waiting down there. Note, I said, walked. As while the background was moving, Gold was not moving, his transparent limbs at all while doing so, just floating like those ghosts you see in Diamond Pearl. Which, you know, again, lost on me. Yeah, we we definitely know what those ghosts look like. (laughs) Right. So nothing works, and he's moving around, and he leaves the house just to see what's going on. The house vanishes. He heads south into a black, formless void. And it was creepy when he entered the, vo- the void, but the outline of Gold's transparent sprite turned white to contrast with the pitch black. So it's kind of like an angel now, right? Like walking around in the black, it's, he's all white. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, eventually he gets to a big white area, and Gold's sprite turns black again and transparent. And he just keeps walking the whole time. He's just pushing down on the D-pad, which this part sounds kind of boring. I, like, I would go make a sandwich or something. Like, all right, I'm going through the formless void. Yeah, this is the part that you would play in the bathroom. Right. Just sitting on the sitting on the toilet doing this one. I w- yeah. It's, <laughs> he finally encounters something as he's walking south. And it's Gold's regular sprite. It's himself. So he walks up to it. He talks to it. And he says... This is the other gold talking. He says, goodbye forever, dot, 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 dot. 
and then vanishes. And as that happened, it says, question mark, used nightmare, which at that point I would not, I would not deny that being possible. <laughs> yeah, this then, guy's like finally sold that anything is possible yeah, in this cartridge. This yeah, is how sure. long it took him. <laughs> so he checks his Pokemon again. Uh, or he's looking at his stats because he disappears and he's in like a small room surrounded by graves of course, that he was in an earlier. Uh, but there's no sprite. There's no, like, personal character sprite anymore. So he tries to walk around. Nothing moves. He checks his trainer profile. There's no sprite of himself at all. It says he has zero badges. And all the pictures of the gym leaders, they're just skulls now. Yeah, that seems like a bad sign. I wouldn't think that, that was good. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't seem positive. <laughs> but it could be that they're just babies and their skulls are forming. It's like Aww. a positive sign. You know what I mean? Yeah, you still see, like, the soft spot in their skull. It's, yeah, yeah, Brock's little soft spot. Yeah. Misty. That's, that's the wrong game. Those what? are the only two I know. I'm sorry. That's not even in this game. This isn't Red Blue. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what the gym leaders are in this one. Right. So he checks his Pokemon, too, and guess what kind of Pokemon <laughs> they were. Just take know. a while, I guess. I do not know. It could be anything. Yeah, it could be anything. They were level 25 unknowns. And of course, it spelled out a phrase that he dared to read. I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the comedic timing for these are very good. Yeah. (laughs) None of them are like particularly haunting, but I, I do like it. Yeah, and it, it, they don't threaten the player themselves. It's more of like, uh, you know, it's not like the Ben thing where you were afraid somehow that it was escaping into the real world. Mm-hmm. This is all just like some whacked out shit in the game. Yeah, like he just thinks that this is, what does he say, a sadistic fuck who's right. given this game to GameStop. Yeah, GameStop, the place that I would definitely take all my hacked ROM games. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't seem, like, very uh, fulfilling. Like, you don't really get any reaction from it. Yeah, that's why they're so sick. (laughs) So, anyway, he sees his I'm dead Pokemon. uh, And then as soon as he clicks out of the menu, he goes back to the overworld. The room that he was in is then covered with the same blocks as the walls. Which was then he figured out exactly that the room was when the final text said, Rip. R.I.P. It was a big grave. Surrounded by other graves. Gold was already dead. He died presumably a few years after he defeated Red. He was a young trainer who, despite his efforts in collecting so many badges and attempts at becoming a Pokemon master, was still unable to avoid the inevitable fate of death, and his efforts were eventually forgotten by the next generation. I was unable to escape from that text no matter what I pressed. I tried resetting the game and the same thing happened, at which... I then finally decided to give up on that horrible nightmare. After that experience, I will never look at the gimmick unknown the same way again. They say that only the first generation have folk tales and legends, but the second generation have shown me how unpleasant the truth can be. I eventually enjoyed Soul Silver immensely, but I still can't unthink what that rigged game has told me. <laughs> I love how this story ends. It's so good. (laughs) You can tell that this is like someone who 
was on the forums whenever like silver and gold came out and everyone was like dude this game sucks it's not like red and blue and he's like oh uh-uh this is this is my Hell favorite no. game and i will show you and it's like someone called unknown gimmick and he was like uh-uh no nope. he like pulled out his uh his pokemon stand background to like uh, write a whole creepy pasta just to defend that unknown are absolutely not a gimmick that they deserve to be in the game and that they're uh, worthy they're of deadly. respect. Oh, they're oh. very respect worthy. Yeah, because they might just kill you, or at least spell that you're dead. I don't know, one or the other. Yeah, this is absolutely what I would have written if people were uh, unreceptive to like a new Lady Gaga album. It's <laughs> like. Oh, what the fuck? What are you saying? Like, only her old stuff is good. Let me <laughs> let me show you. I feel like, did you write any creepypasta when the the movie came out that she was in? But she, I guess she got, like, rave reviews for that, so there's no need to. For A Star is Born? Did I write yeah. any creepypasta in the past year about yeah, A Star like, is Born? Yes. Like, you went and saw <laughs> it, and, like, during the movie, Bradley Cooper, like, his head got cut off, and there was a blood spray. And you were the only one there because it was a midnight showing three weeks after it came out. And then oh. Lady Gaga, the polka flute played instead of first singing. <laughs> I don't think that what happens to Bradley Cooper in the movie is uh, much less horrific than what you <laughs> described. I don't think there's like a creepypasta to explore there. Oh, yeah, you're right. You might have but a it's, point. But it's a good thought. I'm going to work on that. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to write a creepypasta about Lady Gaga's Farmville uh, updates. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we never got any follow-up on that. Yeah, she just dropped that in the world, released uh -huh. the best game of all time, and then uh, we never heard about it again. Yeah. That's a shame. So I do like that both of these stories have... Um, something in common with how they are talking about the inevitability of death. Like it does try to say something and that's kind of, this is our last little bonus uh, story for you today. And it's not really like, it's more like an urban legend than like a right. creepy pasta, um, a little land yap for y'all. Um, so <laughs> the, <laughs> um, the final thing is Lavender Town Syndrome. And so the, the idea behind the Lavender Town Syndrome is that there was a peak in suicides and illness of children between the ages of 7 to 12 shortly after the release of Pokemon Red and Green in Japan. And it was saying that um, kids who were young and like whenever they got to Lavender Town that there was frequencies in the Lavender Town music which anyone who has heard the Lavender Town music knows, like, it is creepy. Like, that was definitely a creepy place whenever you were a child playing this game. Yeah. Um, but it was saying that there was frequencies in the in the music that only kids could hear, and it caused them to have severe headaches, to commit suicide, usually by hanging or jumping from heights. Um, just, like, overall uh, caused them to be ill, um, and so the, the legend is that that actually happened and then the programmers had to go in and fix it. So it didn't, that's why it didn't happen in the U S and that's why you didn't know anyone who, <laughs> who killed themselves after playing through Lavender Town. Right. It was only a Japan only kind of thing. Yeah. Um, which I would, I think that is a big part of it is like, 
that it was more believable because it was so geographically separated. Like, it kind right. of reminds me of, um, like, the actual real story about, like, how there was an episode of the, the Pokemon. Thing, right? Yeah, the Pokemon anime where um, I believe, like, Pikachu's cheeks are flashing really fast and, um, and some kids like a significant amount of kids had seizures watching it. So it seems like kind of the same idea behind these two things that makes the lavender town syndrome feel believable that there could have been some horrible thing that was happening in Japan that was just um, fixed before it got to the States. Yeah. It's that kind of thing where if you tell somebody something's happening somewhere that they can't check on it, they'll be more likely to be like, well, it could be true. Yeah. And like that it was somewhat similar to a real thing that happened that was like in the news. Um, and it feels so believable because Lavender Town is creepy and it's, uh, it was weird for me as a child playing this game because it was a game that was meant for children and there was like gravestones and ghosts and I hadn't seen that in any kind of game before, um, especially games that are, that are meant for children. Right. Uh, And I, yeah. And then, well, the kicker though is, uh, in this story that. Somebody, a video appeared in 2010 where somebody used some quote-unquote special software to analyze the audio of Lavender Town's music. And when that audio played through this software, it created images near the end of the audio. Liv, do you know what it created images of? (laughs) I I mean, I'm sure you do because we're both reading the same thing right now. (laughs) I can only guess it's a Pokemon, but I, I don't want to know what Pokemon it is. It, it can only be too creepy. Uh, <laughs> I would never call what? them a gimmick. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely not a gimmick Pokemon. It was some images of unknowns. Oh, my God. And then if you spelled them all out, it translated to leave now. Oh, my God. These unknowns, if they show up, oh you better start running. Oh, God. Yeah, they're back at it again. The unknowns, back at it again, back at Krispy Kreme. <laughs> what if, do they ever say nice stuff? I would love to see the um, the hope punk unknown that are just like, <laughs> drink some water, hydrate, hey, smile get today. Get some rest. Just relax. Just <laughs> Moisturize. <chill. laughs> yeah, we're, we're, those, uh, we're the hope punk pastas. So out of the three stories we told today, two of them involved the unknowns because mm-hmm. – it's kind of cool because, like you said, it's a way in the game of they take in-game assets and actual creatures to, like, make creepy stuff happen. So, mm-hmm. like, you can kind of visualize it, especially if you've played them. Yeah. So all of these stories have to do with death, as many creepypastas do. Right. Um, in both of the stories that we looked at today, Pokemon Black and Pokemon Lost Silver, uh, are about a a haunted cartridge not even a haunted cartridge both of them are written like it's just a like a hacked copy like none of them neither of them suggest that there's anything in the outside world that this is related to real events in the world yeah these these guys unlike ben drown they could just turn this shit off and go home if they want to yeah ben drowned was telling you okay well there's a real boy who drowned and that's where this haunted cartridge came from and also this real stuff is happening to me in the world but yes. pokemon black and pokemon lost silver it's like 
well, I got this cartridge and it was it was weird. Um, and it's then messed up. And then I, I played it a lot. <laughs> I, I played it a shit ton. And then I loved the, the next entry in the franchise. Like they were totally not perturbed by what they saw in these games. Um, this guy took the cartridge out and set it down and rolled his eyes and was like moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he finished Pokemon Lost Silver before his uh, Soul Silver arrived in the mail from Amazon, <laughs> yeah. and then he was right. like, "All right, well, that was that was a good time. I got to play something new." Um, they hold the world records in speed runs on these. Yeah, uh, <laughs> absolutely. They're doing wall hacks, you know, so you can <laughs> hack through. There's a, there's a way to skip the whole part with the unknowns. It's you know. It's pretty Our talented. repeat offenders at Haunted Games Done Quick. Right, Haunted Games Done Quick. <laughs> so both of the stories have something to say about death and the inevitability of death, and it's more philosophical. I don't know that either of them have, like we were saying, a, a specific story to tell about like anything in the real world. It's more just like philosophical, like okay, well, everyone, you know, will die. Uh, So all these Pokemon will die, all these. And I feel like that's, like, more sensitive because Pokemon are kind of like pets and they're kind of like children figures in the game because it's, like, something you're supposed to care for and take care of. And so it, it feels... It feels painful to to think about Pokemon yeah. actually dying rather than fainting. And well, yeah, I mean, you hit it. You hit the nail on the head because there's all this stuff left unsaid in all these Pokemon games about the reality of the world and like what actually happens when your Pokemon faints. So of course, these kids at the playground are going to be like, "Oh, they're dying. They're dead. They're not really fainting or whatever." So it's going to inspire these kinds of conversations between kids and young adults who who naturally want to kind of like put these real world feelings and emotions and situations they're going through. They want to kind of see it through this Pokemon lens. And so once you start to, I would imagine whoever wrote this was like early twenties and maybe you start to kind of see the, or younger probably uh, like the inevitability of death within your own life with your family, or maybe something happens to yourself and you realize you're mortal. Of course you're going to kind of want to like see it as a Pokemon game, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And I and think a- that it, it suggests at it in the game, like in Lavender Town, there is this building where it's like, okay, well, here's where the dead Pokemon lie. And you're like, wait, what the fuck? The dead Pokemon? Like, yeah, you're just, just dropping revi- this on me? <laughs> like- I always just go revive them. And you're kind of wondering, like, when do they die? Like, yeah. will my Pokemon die? Like, how does this happen? Because you don't see it in the game that your Pokemon could, like, permanently die. Um, so there is kind of this gap between fainting and resurrection and a permanent death um yeah and then like there's also ghosts in the game so it's like even after the permanent death like maybe your pokemon spirit lives on so there's a lot of uh a lot of areas of a spectrum where you can explore pokemon consciousness and these stories look to do that i think that's kind of terrifying to think about. Like, if you're a Pokemon, you you live your whole life in a ball for somebody. You're, like, fighting. And then finally, someday, you get to die. You're like, oh, my God, thank God. Finally, I get to escape this plane and get away from this dumbass trainer. But then you come back as a ghost, and he just fucking captures you again. It's got to be a miserable existence. Yeah, like, Haunter just wants to take a bath. Just, just let him pass away. Pass on. 
let him have a have a wine. Yeah, let him, <laughs> let him have a cocktail hour. Just let him watch some TV or something. <laughs> Jesus, he's Christ. tired. He's tired. He just wants to watch Lost on reruns. Seriously, he never found out what happened when they went back to the island. He just wants to see it. Wait, they went back to the island? Oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my own. <laughs> <laughs> so, who do you think this is? Who do you think um, this was written for? Uh, so, it was written for 4chan. So, I mean, <laughs> that kind of narrows it down to... I don't know, like 12 to 24 men, I would think. Would that sound about right? Oh, I don't I don't know if I want to commit to that. I feel like it's 4chan is both the very young and the very old. It it's is. kind of like a World of Warcraft. It's <laughs> That's true. A, a spooky <laughs> age range. Um but And you can't you trust think? anybody you meet, neither one of them too. Do you think this was written to scare people? What is, what do you think the author was trying to get at in these? Yeah, I feel like when you're driven to create something like this, it's part of it is, you know, it's, it's well, first of all, it's an exercise in creativity. If you have this cool idea, you're like, oh man, people might get creeped out by this. I want to see this through. I want to make it happen. Like, I don't, I don't think this guy did it or any of these did it. They didn't hack any pictures or anything right not like the ben drowned guy who kind of like created video eventually and like put a whole multimedia aspect into it i think these guys were more interested in just telling stories and they thought that people would respond to them which they obviously did because they're still around uh yeah so i think it was more like kind of wanting to scare people kind of wanting to see if they could insert something into the world which would stick around which it has what about the idea that we kind of talked about in the Ben Drowned episode and like we see in Pokemon Black that these are kind of the earliest games that maybe um, there's like a shared experience for um, like a Pokemon Red or Majora's Mask that once these people are writing stuff for 4chan... Um, that they're at the age range where those were like the earliest games that they played. So like they're the most like nostalgic and oh, earliest yeah. memories. But then Lost Silver is kind of written for another generation. So it's a little bit more than just like depending on the nostalgia. Like he's right. having to kind of convince you a little bit more. Um, right. Like this game you thought was stupid and bad might have more going on than you thought. Yeah, like Majora's Mask has naturally creepy elements and like Lavender Town is naturally creepy. So like you get that in Pokemon Red and Majora's Mask. But I don't know that Silver really had that same creepy thing. And so like we had to um, have like the unknown come in. But right. otherwise there wasn't really anything that depended on that generation. Yeah. I mean, and that's like you said earlier, it's like he saw these people calling the game bad or maybe lived through that and somebody picked on him for it or something and so yeah it's a way to validate his feelings towards it where he's like i can make this seem like a more serious thing and make it cooler make it uh, a little more mysterious or something and it does feel like it also is about aging and that there's more than just like the the earliest memories because of the like how it's talking about like however many badges he has i feel like that that could be like a um 
a symbol of aging and then that he is playing as gold but has to face this red, this red that he kind of destroys. Um, And then he becomes the new transparent. uh, So like red was transparent and then he um, defeated red in battle and then gold becomes transparent. So it's kind of like the cyclical um, aging process where it's there's always a. There's always an old generation, there's always a new generation, and there's horrors for us all. That's so true. Man. It's deep stuff. It um, is deep stuff. Do you think that Pokemon has any special appeal for creepypasta? I do, because it's kind of like we talked about earlier. There's enough unsaid in the games that would lead you to kind of like go down all these pathways about stuff. Uh, where you kind of make it up in your own imagination. And there were already enough rumors going around anyway because of stuff like, how do you get Mew? Do you move the truck? You know, stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. it was kind of a topic of a lot of playground conversation, which leads to people just making stuff up because how are you going to check it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like with the the Mew truck business, um, you weren't able to fully know everything that was in games and it felt like there could be almost anything Anything could happen. You didn't know yeah. for sure. There was no way to fact check it. Um, and, and then you I'll, actually could get missing no, which is creepy in and of itself, you know? Yeah. Like, there was stuff that just wasn't supposed to happen in video games that did. Um, so whenever you got to see moments like that, it's like, well, maybe, you know, maybe this game is telling me to leave now. Maybe the game is telling me he died. He um, did die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then Pokemon, I think, already has these question- questionable morality components, like, uh, some Pokemon are treated like friends. Some Pokemon are absolutely wild. Some Pokemon you keep, uh, you know, like that are created by scientists. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like there's a lot of already present morality questions in the game, much to be explored before adding in any creepy components. Um, yeah. And they never really address them in the game. So it's like, it's all in your imagination. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. I think that there's even more to explore. I think that there's uh, there could be plenty of creepypastas about the scientist-created Pokemon. and Yeah, the, um, late, the most recent ones get into some really creepy stuff. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the, the new one. Hopefully we get to see uh, creepypastas spring up from the new game. Yes. I hope so. All right, well... Kurt, do you have any final words for us on Creepypasta and Pokemon? Anything about Pokemon Black, Lost Silver, or the Lavender Town Syndrome? No, I would just love to actually stumble across a haunted Pokemon cartridge, though. Because I probably wouldn't understand it, and I'd start Googling it, and then I'd be like, I don't understand. Why does my thing say he died? (laughs) And it wouldn't make any sense. And like another reason that this feels believable to me is because I did have like a hacked ROM that said things that it wasn't supposed to say. And like that kind of stuff just happened whenever you would download like a mistranslation or whatever, whatever the reason may be. Yeah, you um, actually went through that. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm basically the person from Pokemon Lost Silver. You basically are. Wow. What what sadistic fuck put a curse word in my game? Did you get that from GameStop? Uh, I got it from, I think, roms.com. Oh, I think that's okay. what it was back in the day. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you don't have any further words on Pokemon, then I would like to say we would love to hear from the audience. If there's any specific um, 
Pokemon creepypasta that you especially love, please let us know. I would love to read something that's from the point of view of a Pokemon. I feel like there's Ooh. a lot to be explored there. That'd be um, cool. I feel like a lot of these Pokemon probably do have very pained and haunted lives that uh, mm-hmm. these really both focused on the trainer. And I think that there's a lot more that you could do talking about the Pokemon who obviously have some sort of um, consciousness and emotional response to the world. And I would love to read them. So Yeah. Send them our way. Yeah, send them our way. All right. Well, we hope you had another spooky time. (laughs) The unknown spelled out spooky. (laughs) The unknown are spelling out no cartridge. Are you afraid of the after dark? All right. Well, we will join you again next week with another spooky tale. (laughs) All right. Good night. Thank you, guys. Mm -hmm.